This time on No Not The Mind Probe, episode number 50. Hey! The Trojan Dalek. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe! Because we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. So yeah. we're celebrating, yeah. Or our, not our 50th anniversary. That's wrong. No. Our 50th episode. No. It's different than an anniversary. Anniversary yeah. is different. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not even 50. Uh, no. So that would be hard. No, but, but good note uh, uh, your birthday is yes. going to have occurred when this is going out. Yeah. Uh, as people be. know, December, maybe they don't know, but December 7th is the anniversary of the day Porter bombed Pearl Harbor. That's right. Uh, which is That's right. <laughs> deeply and a lot of people actually <laughs> think FDR um, conspired with me to bomb Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That's a, I'm not... I won't tell, <laughs> so you know, no one will ever know. You've always, you've true. always been a lot of integrity, a lot of integrity, mm-hmm. uh, which comes through on this podcast. Which mm-hmm. is, there we go, got it back around. Uh, which is, uh, which is <laughs> where we. Uh, this is this is what this is. This was this, this was what's happening now, uh, and in it we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant. I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it, folks, folks, for thirty-seven years. That was like a Formula One racetrack. It was winding around. How that intro was going to come back around. Jammed it back in and then took it, you know, just uh, took the controls and pulled it out of a dive right at the end. (laughs) My name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 25 years. And about a year or so ago, I finally said yes. Each episode of the podcast, we look at two stories. We go through the newer 21st century Doctor Who in order. And then our Doctor Who curator or sommelier, John pairs that with a classic story john what do we have in store for this episode who's to say who's who is to say (laughs) oh well wait you okay yeah we can okay good because we've already done it too uh it's 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 gonna again another one of those subtle pairings uh we move on in the matt smith uh uh, karen gillen years um to the, the next story uh victory of the daleks which sees the doctor and join forces winston churchill very exciting first appearance of winston churchill on doctor who uh, and we have paired that with exactly the same episode, basically, that occurred about 50 <laughs> years earlier. Um, Patrick Troughton's debut, uh, the very exciting power of the Daleks. So let's start off with the new Who. Uh, this aired in 2010, uh, April 17th, 2010. Uh, it's, it's just the one episode, uh, Matt Smith. And by the way, I have to admit something on this podcast. All I want to do in the world is call Karen Gillen's last name Gillian. It's yeah, all I want to do. Yeah. I can't keep my, in my mind. I have to fight every moment to say Karen Gillen. Yeah, it's very difficult for me. I don't know why, but somehow my brain decided early on and knowing her name that it was Gillian and I've been unable to shake it. Yeah. Well, in my yeah. head, uh, she is in an amazing uh, up-to-date remake uh, of a classic TV show, and she, it's called Gillian's Island. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's why I'm going there. I'm just, it's like she's the perfect Gillian. Oh, I'd love if she were, if she yeah, were a right, Gillian. Right. I mean, that, I mean, that show is screaming out for a remake. Come uh, on. I mean, it'd be hard 
to do with all the satellite phones and all the various ways that they could find those castaways within minutes. It but, seems <laughs> like one of the few things that has not been remade. That seems weird almost that they haven't remade it. And yeah. where's my McHale's Navy reboot? <laughs> <laughs> where's my F Troop reboot? What about Hogan's Heroes? A Hogan's hilarious Heroes. show set in a German POW camp. Why is I that love not it. back on TV? Just funny Nazis <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that POWs. Like a blast. I don't know why people get so upset about it. Um. Anyway, this episode is about none of that. Well, it, actually, it is about World War II. World War um, yeah, we have Matt Smith. We have Karen Gillan. We have Daleks. We have Winston Churchill. Let's hear a little clip that John uh, has played for us. Oh, and I'm sorry. I don't know what there. you're up to, Professor, but whatever they've promised you, you cannot trust them. Call them what you like. The Daleks are death. Yes, Doctor. Death to our enemies. Death to the forces of darkness. And death to the third Reich. Yes, Winston, and death to everyone else, too. Would you stop this? What are you doing here? What do you want? We seek only to help you. To do what? To win the war. Really? Which war? I do not understand. This war against the Nazis or your war. The war against the rest of the universe. The war against all life forms that are not Dalek. I do not understand. I am your soldier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, soldier. Defend yourself. What? What? What the devil? You do not require to. (laughs) Hilarity Uh, ensues. You do not require tea. I mean, come on. Um, You know, I don't know how long this will need to be said, but it's, it's just yet another... You know, seemingly pretty big moment for Matt Smith stepping in as the doctor that he's really quite up for, seems completely ready for and believable. You believe the history between him and the Daleks, yeah, um, you yeah. know, as the character. And he's oh, I like he's how you seemed a little disappointed there. Well, this is another thing he's really up for and good at doing. <laughs> no, what I mean really is ruining this show. <laughs> what I mean is, am I going to keep saying 20 episodes in? It's like, wow, Matt Smith is just really just jumped right in. It's like, well, it's been a while. But um, anyway. So we arrive in World War II, smash cut to, uh, you know, larger than normal Winston Churchill. It was a, this actor is great. Um, Ian McNeese. I think he's made a career out of playing Churchill. He, he has, yeah, he's a, he he's a uh, Mr. Dursley in Harry Potter, isn't he? It's very oh, similar. Yeah, I think. He, yeah, I think he's. Uh, no, that might be Richard. No, um, that's another guy. I, think. Okay, I don't reminded know. me so much of that actor. I, I really thought it was. I'm his, sure I mean, he is. Richard Griffiths might be Dursley, or well, Richard Griffiths. The anyway. I'll. I'll. I'll Paul Colin. Check it out later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, they arrive in the middle of World War II, and we see that uh, Churchill is has actually the the teaser is we already know that they've developed a secret weapon to stop the Nazis which is a Dalek. And when the doctor and Amy arrive, what we find out is that they have a, a scientist there who says, no, I've developed these. This isn't some alien technology. I have actually invented these. They're, and he calls them Ironsides. And the doctor, as we heard, is freaking out about this. He knows something's up. He, he can, it cannot be that some sort of convergent evolution that humans invented Daleks during World War II. And he's convinced that this has been seeded into his mind. He eventually challenges the Daleks, which I thought at a certain point, we heard a bit of this, at a certain point that sequence became funny where he was basically trying to essentially do the equivalent of like, you know, 
pushing a drunk person outside of a bar like come on what are you gonna yeah. do you gonna do something Dalek? <laughs> because i at a certain point i was like i don't know what this is proving you're completely antagonizing this thing and eventually yes it probably will hit you. you and i feel yeah. like you're gonna be like see see it attacked me <laughs> i think I, what he's getting at is he wanted to say like to i to have the machine identify itself as a dot like yeah and um, i think i think um i think they're <clears throat> and you see this in the next one too i think playing with a little bit of the idea like the doctor is so like consumed about the daleks that he becomes yeah. almost hysterical like when he's yeah. right he's not and even karen Gill, uh, i'm sorry even karen even gillian is <laughs> gillian <laughs> Dylan, yes. even she's like oh dude chill out i mean it's just a pot with a, some with a, a whisk on it yeah so he he eventually does um trigger them revealing they're the daleks by shouting out this key phrase where he says i am the doctor and you are the daleks and they've been recording this they send this up to their ship what they've been waiting for is the doctor to identify them as Daleks, which I, I didn't quite get this because he had identified them several times. But at any rate, um, it was a very clear identification that he identified himself as the doctor and and then he as the doctor was identifying them as the Daleks. Right. That sort of proved to this other device or super Dalek, I'm not sure, that said, like, yes, we are Daleks, so do other stuff and when he eventually went up to the dalek ship what uh what the what was revealed to the doctor is that they were um they were not being identified as pure daleks by the by the dalek race but this i did identify him and then allowed them to make um five new daleks in an array of exciting colors (laughs) a blue dalek a red dalek fun for the kids i'm sure there was an accompanying toy release at the same time as this we'll talk about it um, uh, but there i I did read somewhere that uh they were like uh there was a green dalek at one point and they were just like "Mm, it doesn't really work so they were like well i really like the green one i really liked the iron sides ones because they were in that yeah camo green green with the little union jack on them i thought that was pretty cool oh that's a toy Um, as well don't worry yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. <laughs> and what they reveal also is that this doctor, I'm sorry, the, the professor who claimed to invent them was actually a robot that they created. Yeah. And uh, they shot That's his what? hand off and, you know, left a bunch of wires there. And um, so the universal he's... sign for being a robot. Like if you ever suspect anybody's a robot, chop off their hand. If there's blood, then you're like, okay, whew. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You're safe. And then if, if that doesn't work, also like... Tie them to a rock, throw them to the bottom of a river, <laughs> see what happens. Um, so anyway, he finds out he actually does has no consciousness and has been a robot his entire life. So he's got to go off and think about some things for a little while. I like that they don't kill him. They're like, ha ha, chew on that. And he's like, yeah. oh, my God, and like We're sulks off over into the corner. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's okay. a metaphor for something, but I don't know what. So yeah. and I will say throughout, we're still, I guess, early enough on with amy here that he's still kind of has some kid gloves with her as a companion he keeps being like stay over here like i don't want you involved even though i have to say in the first the three stories she's like solved the problem for I mean, she's solved at least least below. Yeah. two and of then, the three yeah um at any rate uh, i just wanted to mention that but uh the 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 new daleks the new and improved um bigger faster stronger daleks uh kill the old ones immediately yeah. so yeah. it's very dalek and they begin um they shoot a beam of of light at london that essentially is pointing like making everything very clear where the Luftwaffe can come and bomb yeah it turns on all the lights this is during the blitz yeah Um, and so um what they back on the ship they convince the professor to say look you're a machine but you actually are 
uh, imbued with this super intelligence from the Daleks, you're the one who can help us. And he remembers he he you know Chekhov's magnetic bubble was mentioned earlier in yeah, the episode. Right. Yeah, yeah, air shield like, for uh, planes. Or something. Yeah, exactly. We can make this little shield around the plane, so then hey, we can fly these you know, little British Spitfire planes up in outer space, which is a really cool visual. Like these yeah. World War II planes flying, like, for just a really, str- a reason to do that, with just like, hey, we could just have them flying around space. And we have hand-waved a reason that that works. Bubble, bubble. Uh, there's a bubble. Bubble, everybody. So yeah. those come and destroy the ship, and as uh, or, or make a big dent in the ship, destroy the light beam. And as the, the last uh, plane, or the plane's coming back around for another, um, uh, bombing run to i guess would have destroyed the ship uh the daleks say look we actually have a bomb on earth it's inside the robot professor and if you shoot us down you can shoot us down but the entire not even just the entire earth i think it was gonna basically start a little black hole there or something like a time loop but i don't know it was like it was big it was in the bigger side Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he decides and he basically knows if he this if he does this he'll destroy the daleks if he lets the plane uh shoot them down um it's like either destroy the daleks or save the earth so he yeah. chooses to save the earth and he comes back Typical. down and um then then they still need to kind of defuse the bomb and the way they decide to do it is if we can convince the professor make the professor show human emotions he will cease to be a robot and so the 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 programming will stop working yeah which so is like, how it works right sort of that's fascinating yeah that's how we're gonna felt, beat ai too we're gonna be like you're not ai it's you're very much human. like power of love if if your true love's tear falls on yeah. you then you it, it, it is in fact it is it's the power of love and in fact uh, the episode was supposed to end with huey lewis in the news appearing <laughs> uh <laughs> just doing the power of love <laughs> and by the way Amy solves this. So yeah, right. like, yeah, let's chalk one. it up to three out of four here. Yeah, it's like, she's... remember your, remember your girlfriend. And she's like, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. So, uh, <laughs> so that's fine. And then they're like, Hey, you saved the earth. He's like, Oh yeah, I saved the earth. <laughs> Let the Daleks go. It, this seems like one of the few times that the Daleks actually do get away. I feel like normally it's like, no, they've been completely decimated and all yeah. is all done. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe in fact, they were even feeling like they're like, okay, I mean, we, we, we keep decimating them down to almost none. Uh, let's just, they're back. Everybody, they're back. The dogs are back they're around. They're doing stuff. We'll run into them from on occasion. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it might have been a little bit of decision there. Um, this is by Mark Gatiss, who uh, let's just check on the Gatiss big board. Still gay. Still yep, gay, everybody. Yep. We're uh, getting so. reports from all across the, the globe. <laughs> Uh, a total bank, most major observatories now confirming. <laughs> <laughs> and that's millimeter wave plus radio yeah. spectrometry. We're speaking all sorts of data on this. All yeah. the instruments are coming in gay. Um, uh, and it, clearly a fan uh, of Doctor, as we talked about before, clearly right. evoking power of the Daleks, which we'll talk about in a minute. I mean, the I am your soldier versus the I am your servant uh, uh, parallels. Like he clearly is 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 telling a similar or, or evoking imagery from that um, for all of the 50 year old people who remembered that one story. Um, so, uh, I would like power to like someone in my iconic story. We'll get there. 
Um, the new Dalek design was wildly unpopular. <laughs> um, like, uh, in fact, they abandoned it. Uh, the colors, the, basically. The yeah, just the, the whole thing. The bigger because they're bigger. You can they're tell big. they're bigger. Um, and I think that was in part for the uh, the poor actors who were inside were like, what if they were more spacious? So they <laughs> added, you know, an addition a back seat, and they added, you know. In, so in, were the iron sides <laughs> ones more? They were more traditional. Yeah, I mean, I think they've just redressed sort of the, the classic ones, they're using the bronze ones or whatever. Um, so, yeah, these are bigger. Um, if you look, there are some, like, uh, there's a thing, uh, there's like a little weird bump on the back. They kind of get a hunchback look. There's supposed to be, like, a big gun or weapon that would come out of there um, at some point, which we would see, but we never do. Um, they all had roles. Uh, uh, Steve Moff was like, they were, I, I think he said what they were, but, like, one was like there's like a, a drone or a soldier. The emperor was the white one. Like the red or yellow one was like the time controller. And there was a strategist and all. They had all these roles. Yeah, all this stuff. And they just it was. Um, I thought when they first came like out, them. because they were so finite and enumerated, there were these. I think it was five. Yeah. I thought, oh, is this like the cult of Scarrow has returned? Because I, I, I don't remember enough about how different Daleks look. So I kind of assumed when they came out, like. I think I'm supposed to know who they are. The only like no. individual Daleks who I ever know are the. It just, the, it just got an upgrade, uh, and um, uh, yeah, they they kind of become. They still show up in later episodes. They kind of become like an officer class, like you know, sort of the next up fancy uh, Daleks. But the other ones kind of come back. Um, yeah, it was very strange. They they don't. I I'm the the size or whatever isn't the problem. They just because of, I can't tell if it's the color. They they just they look like rubber made like they look like they're rubber like or, or the the rubber made like they look like actual trash bins <laughs> like plastic right. bumps, which they may very well be they just didn't, i don't <laughs> know if it's because high definition makes it too easy to see they, they just don't look particularly solid anymore for some reason that that was what bothered me um uh you ready to make these uh who is is uh so i looked it up he apparently was considered for the role of um horace slughorn that's guy and then a fan casting him and he says Vernon. Dursley, I'm looking up stuff. I, I think Richard Griffith might have been it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, he, yeah, he's British. Oh, he was in the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain. I, I... he's also in, uh, he's great in Doc Martin. If you've ever seen that show, it's a very good show. No, um, you've he, mentioned it to me, but I've never large. seen it. That's good. Um, but yeah, he's very good. Um, uh, I've seen some. I saw him at a Doctor Who convention. Uh, he's a very nice fellow. Um. I like the Doctor Unhinged playing, you know, meeting the Daleks is supposed to be, of course, your, your, you know, sort of a, a rite of passage. Every Doctor has, has faced them. Uh, so, you know, you got to have, have that moment. So you got to play that well. And, and I, I, yeah, again, I think that's what they're doing um, is, uh, you know, sort of being like, yeah, he, he goes crazy when they wiped out his people. Like, um, you know, he shouldn't just be like, oh, those guys again. Like, he's like you know, they destroyed his entire home planet and all of his friends and people. And so, you know, yes, he's going to get a little worked up uh, every time he sees them, which I guess is what they're playing with here. Um, it feels rushed, doesn't it? I mean, it just feels it feels like there was a big story here that they just kind of like compressed into 50 minutes. It feels very rushed um, and because you see huge elements, right? You've got the Blitz, you've got Churchill, you've got the Daleks, Daleks changing halfway through. Uh, and it just seems like uh, you, you've got this Bracewell story. It feels like it could have used another episode. It's sort of been a slow burn uh, uh, development. I, I don't understand the Bracewell ending or how the bomb is diffused by by love. Um, but it's a very Stephen Moffat. <laughs> you said it, a tear. It's like fairy tale ending, right? He likes his fairy tales. It's a very fairy tale uh, ending. 
Um, I do love, I love the doctor, uh, which is, this is a very Matt Smith moment, um, uh, keeping the Daleks at bay with a jammy Dodger, right? That this is the, the self-destruct button. That's a cookie. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. He very probably Stephen does Moffat, eat it. Very, yeah. <laughs> very Stephen Moffat. Very, uh, very Matt Smith moment. Um, and yeah, your uh, Karen Gillian, uh, Gillen, uh, does get, uh, she was off filming, filming Gillian's Island. So that's why she's not in <laughs> <Yes>. this. <month. laughs> I'm glad I've infected you with this virus. <laughs> uh, she, uh, uh, yeah, she does get sidelined a little bit here, but just as you say, she gets to say the day at the end, which is very similar. It is very Rose-esque, right? Like, um, uh, 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 you know, that Rose was the one who solved the problems in like the first three stories of the of the original run, too. So, um, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll spend the whole time mooning about Rose now. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, she does get sidelined now, a little bit, but again, comes in the today. Speaking <clears throat> of her, uh, two things. One, they reference. Um, I'm interested to hear more what this ends up being. Um, because when they're talking about the Daleks, at one point, uh, the doctor says to Amy Pond, well, of course, you know, you know about the Daleks and how scary they are and what havoc they wreak. And what he's referring to is that in, um, the stolen earth journey's end, uh, the Daleks, like, what is it? They like send a planet about to crash into earth. They're, they're, they're Daleks are, they're all over Yeah, they're everywhere. <clears throat> and, steal the earth um, and they're flying all over it. And, and, invading, and yeah. so his understanding is like, Oh, at this point in Earth's history, we're all aware of Daleks and understand how terrible they are. And they've almost ended civilization there. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And then we don't get into why. Um, but it sounds like they're like, well, we're going to talk about this later. And then finally, um, he mentions that uh, the beginning of his uh, relationship with Amy Pond had to do with this crack in time right. in her house. Uh, and he mentions to her that, hey, you missed something. You didn't notice something. And what it was was that uh, right where the TARDIS was, there there was another one. Oh, I think that's what he was referring to, that there was a, another of those cracks. So it seems like similar to or maybe the same thing as the rift in Wales that they uh, kept referring to in some of the previous series. I feel like this is going to be like an ongoing, like something's up with that. Like that's, that's a yeah. runner. Yeah. You're getting the running theme. Uh, Cause also um, uh, remember at the very, very end of the beast below, they show a crack uh, on the, on the spaceship or something. Right. Too. So right. Cracks in the universe everywhere. And, um, and Olivia Coleman, um, the character she's playing, not, it'd be great if just Olivia Coleman had just shown up as like herself. <laughs> I was like, Olivia Coleman knows all, you, you know what? If Helen Mirren did it though, you'd buy it. You'd be like, oh, well, look, let me explain to When you get one of these older construction universes, you're going to yeah. get cracks in yeah. it. And you're it's just, it's just being resettling. Like, that's the cost of doing business. <laughs> like you're going to have to main and look, you got to maintain your universe. You know, okay. You got to keep things up to date. You got to paint things. You got to keep things clean. Yeah, you know, you just draw up some lights every once in a while, and you know, just paint over stuff. Yeah, you got to. I mean, the new construction universes—they seem great, and of course, you get to have everything where you want. You can have all the galaxies just where you want them. Yeah. But people are unloading but... a lot of Mick Mick universes out there. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> crap. Um, yes, but you are right. There are running themes, the cracks, and then uh, yes, what I like about the season, and we'll get into it even more in the next new episode, uh, is that uh, uh, it's not just like the bad wolf uh, uh, links in the first season where it was like, they just mentioned the word every once ever. So it's not like this one where they just show a crack every once in a while, but it, it actually, they're, they're building up information, right? Okay. There's cracks. Oh, now she doesn't remember the Daleks. That's weird. Uh, I still, we bad wolf still doesn't make sense to me. Um, in the sense that I just don't, I feel like it's implying that it, it meant something more to <laughs> like, yes, bad wolf was written everywhere. They did do that. But had I even noticed it, I would have been like, I don't know what that is. And then when they revealed it, I'm like, 
Right, but why is it Bad Wolf? Like, why is that yeah, the name? It's it's like a, a, a it's a really bad hint. Like it'd be like Porter, I left red M and M's scattered throughout time for you, <laughs> and then you'd be like, "What do they mean?" And I'm like, oh, "Ouch! Oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, okay. Red yeah, M and M's. Right. Think of is... war. We're we're about to go to war. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, <I> did... <laughs> yeah. sorry, sorry. That is a mistake. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, mm. well, why don't we move on to the yes, old let's... classic episode? Um, basically, what I I just said think again that's what happened but this time with <laughs> the second true. doctor <laughs> and uh well and and on a different planet mm, um mm. so this is the power of the daleks this is season four the third story uh mentioned this is the second doctor and actually it was his first, first uh, he had story. just regenerated yeah and so this was Huge. i would imagine i mean this must be looked on as a pretty seminal story because like this is the first time regeneration had ever happened this yeah. is the first time everything about it everything like and it, so it's, not like, huge. it's not like they told it's not like they were like hey i mean i think they had announced it on you know in some it's, it'd be it wasn't huge news but it was sort of announced oh yeah but i'm you know most people or kids certainly had no idea and so yeah i think just the week before william hartnell had just fallen over i mean this literally have his first regeneration he kind of falls over and then just becomes patrick Jackson. it's and- not um, and the, exciting. <laughs> the, compa- <laughs> the companions are are stand-ins for the audience, so you know as they often are. Yeah. So they get to react to this. Like, what is going on? What is that? Yeah. He says he's a doctor. Is it the same person? Like, so they're really Wah. talking through all that. And it is six episodes. Mm-hmm. And as with all of these stories that are longer than about three or four episodes, I feel like probably could have been tightened up a little bit. <laughs> uh, but th- there is a lot going on. So yeah. it, it is a big story, but I, it, it was pretty long. Anyway, it aired the fifth of November. <laughs> To the 10th of December. That's right around the time where we're gonna gonna oh watch this goodness. and this will come out. It's very in 1966, though, which is not now. Mm. Notably mm. before now, 1966. But it is twenty so that that would be 50, 60, 55 years, 65 yeah. years. 55 we're celebrating years. the 55th anniversary yeah, 55 of this. Where do you go, man? And I will just mention before we play the clip <laughs> that uh this is one of those I've been watching these on Britbox. Mm. Probably got these in a variety of ways, but um uh, we watched this one, and you can talk more about this, about mm-hmm. how this is one of those where, the, as with many of the Second Doctor stories, the film has been lost, and mm-hmm. so this one is animated, Woo! just like in the same style as the Macro Terror uh, that we previously watched on, on here. Mm. But let's listen to this clip that John found for us. This creation is you, you were. It sounds ridiculous, but it did. Now, look you at who I was. I have really given it electrical power. Darling, knows but who you are. capable of storing it. Moreover, it responds to orders. Turn around. Move that chair. Stop. You see? Just think what this could do for our, our mining program, our processing, packaging, dozens of labor jobs, Governor. It may even supply the end to all this colony's problems. Yes, it will end the colony's problems because it will end the colony. I am your servant. It, it spoke. Jeff, did you hear it? It could actually talk. I do many things less than I. But the thing it does most efficiently is exterminate I am human your beings. Servant. It destroys them. Without mercy. Without conscience. It destroys am them. Your utterly. Servant. Completely. I am your servant. I am your servant. I am your servant. All right. 
that's a pretty classic uh, eerie eerie parallels uh, yeah yeah victory that's a pretty classic that seems like there's some people wearing that on a t-shirt i'm sure um uh, well, I mean, at certain at certain S and M conventions, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here we are with the second Doctor. We mentioned he just regenerated, and he's here with companions Ben and Polly. This is and first, your first Ben and Polly, I believe. Uh, they seem familiar met. to me, but maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, well, no, you're right. They're in the Macrotera. You're right. You're right, you're right, you're right okay, right. there you go. So, <laughs> so yeah, they're reacting to this. Polly's the one who's kind of on to the idea pretty soon of like like she's just sort of doing the math on it he's like well the doctor walked through the door and then he's here i think he is the doctor like and, and she's sort of more open to the strange stuff that they've already been seeing with the doctor and mm-hmm. be like yeah that's weird but we've seen a lot of weird stuff and you know typical woman first new man just walks through the door and she's like well goodbye like no more just <laughs> fickle Pickle women. No, just kidding. But, if any women ever listen to this podcast in 20 or 30 years, uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> women are wonderful. <clears throat> ben uh, is pretty sure he's an imposter. So the TARDIS lands on the planet Vulcan. I'm going to give you some brief history on the idea of a planet Vulcan. Planet uh, planet Vulcan was actually a planet theorized by astronomers to exist. This has nothing mm. to do with Doctor Who, but I'm just letting you know about it. Uh, there well, for a long time, astronomers thought there was a planet Vulcan that existed between Mercury and the sun. Mercury is the closest planet to our star, the sun. And a lot of astronomers believed that there was a planet Vulcan that existed inside Mercury's orbit, even closer to the sun. And the reason why they thought this is that Mercury has some peculiarities about its orbit. Um, it doesn't, it, it has some little wiggles in there that, uh, what they thought was, oh, there's another planet in there that's causing this. And actually what disproved once and for all the idea of a planet. And the thought was, it's so close to the sun that we can't see it. There's no way we can see it. So um, that that's why we're not able to distinguish it with the human eye. What actually disproved this and proved that there wasn't a planet Vulcan was Einstein's theory of relativity. Um, Einstein's theory of relativity explained that there was a curvature in space time. And that the, the math of that actually explained why Mercury's or it was one of the first tests of relativity is that Mercury's orbit, it explained why Mercury's orbit was the way it was, so there's no planet Vulcan. Hmm. I'm going to well, end this podcast because I feel like that's the most information we've ever given anyone well, wait. on this podcast. Uh, i got to give the more important information. Uh, Star Trek, the original series, premiered on <laughs> September 8th, 1966. <laughs> this episode was aired uh, on the 5th November, November 1966, so it is highly unlikely that either series was aware of the other, and so neither stole the idea of Vulcan uh, from either but again that word probably, that yeah. obviously it's from mythology but uh, that that word was out there in astronomy so like yeah. the, you know it makes sense to choose it as a as a name yeah yeah so anyway so everybody just none of what happened down. in the episode has anything to do with either of those things but right yes there's no joining of the star trek universe at this moment not this way they land on vulcan it, and i mean correct me if i'm wrong they seem to be they're humans right they're like a colony on yeah, vulcan Earth colony. like um I like this moment at the beginning because they land and it feels very doctory uh, where they land and they see this man get killed. He's an inspector because he has a badge that says inspector. And yeah, then later people like show button. up and they're like, are you the inspector? And he's sort of like, it's very Abbott and Costello. He's like, why wouldn't I be? Like He never really <laughs> says I have anything. a badge. <laughs> and he's he has just regenerated, which I think, um, you know, from what I've seen of maybe the three or four, maybe even four or five regenerations. And this is the first one. Mm-hmm. It's they're pretty much all light. Like he plays it pretty much like the, the rest of the doctors clearly took from him. Yeah. Here's how you do this, which is he is a little unsure of 
what's going on, but he's already the doctor. So he, when he sniffs out like something weird going on, he's like on, he knows that it's his role to be like on the case and be like, I got to figure this out. I kind of don't even know who I am, yeah. but I need to figure out what's going on here and try to solve this problem. Yeah. So that was interesting. Get busy. You got you to gotta get back to work just because you just because you completely rearrange your entire body and cells and, and become a new person doesn't mean you can take a day off. And uh, no, no, no post regenerative leave. Uh, in, so in they're just really I, some further nice little, again, uh, very vaudevillian scenes of like. Well, examiner, what are you going to examine? What do you have to examine? <laughs> like, they're like, well, we have this weapon. Well, I'd like to examine that. I like so, it. I like uh, it. He's also always like, accord all access. Ah, accord <laughs> all access. He's always flashing around. <laughs> so uh, what they assume... Uh, so on, on this colony, there's uh, a rebel faction mm-hmm. that uh, I guess wants to overthrow the people in charge. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things uh, that they come on that he decides he's going to examine is that there's this capsule that's been discovered uh, by one of the scientists mm-hmm. and the scientist um, uh, wants to open it. Uh, they look inside the capsule and they find Daleks inside. Um, and then uh, we so obviously the doctor similarly as you just heard is like oh my god like no these can't be here i didn't quite understand it made more sense to me in the world war ii thing why they were like look this might they're these incredible machines for them in the moment of world war ii it's like yeah this is an amazing what could be an amazing weapon like these things they could turn the tide of the war i didn't quite get why they thought the daleks were going to be that helpful to them in this moment like what what were they going to do it is i think i think it might in part be a sort of reflection of the 60s too uh in that it's it's i think what's happening is they're like well they're robots Ooh, they're they're robots and they can think for themselves right. and to move me, they're by themselves. sufficiently advanced in this yeah. civilization so right exactly which yeah and you would think a civilization that's landed on another planet wouldn't be like oh, it moves by itself <laughs> i mean look you and i grew up in the era of the omnibot 2000 which was wandering that's around right. serving drinks and stuff to all of us anyway but th- these are yeah but then in, in the 60s I, I think that's it i think the 60s are like oh robots that would be such a huge deal not really thinking through like oh probably by then it wouldn't be but yeah. so one th- uh we used to regularly get every year around christmas time actually which mm-hmm. we're and right now the sears catalog yep. and there was a and i wanted that I, robot i wanted that so there's five or ten pages <laughs> at the end which were the toys so basically it's this 600 page catalog i immediately like tear out the other pages <laughs> here's the 10 pages that are toys and they always had this robot and he the one was a little butler he had a tray you could put on yep. him yeah and it was ridiculously expensive all it was was a remote control car essentially that yep. they just put a robot like a, a you humanoid could, you figure could put, i think you could put a a tape in his chest and he would you talk he would say things that you put on the tape <laughs> i think it was a tape it's one of the things that like i wanted, oh, I wanted so, bad, so bad and i'm so thankful my parents never like wasted any kind of money <laughs> getting me that would have been so stupid i feel like i want to say it was like 2000 i want to say it was ridiculously expensive. expensive yeah um, but i would th- i would plot ways of like okay <laughs> I'm gonna here's how I'm gonna save this money. I'm gonna yep. get a job and I'm gonna buy this. It's like, what is this robot gonna do? Like serve me? you drinks, it's gonna bring in little drinks on your tray that you right. obviously went out to the kitchen, got put on the tray, Just put for it, it on the and ran back to the room. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, uh, I'm gonna look in the omnibus. We start <clears> to notice um that the they start to count count some Daleks. <laughs> there seem to be some Daleks unaccounted for, and then we he, they're thinking like, "Hey, there's more Daleks than there should be," and then we start to see that um, that the Daleks are uh, are regenerating themselves. They're making new Daleks, 
Uh, one thing that it's hard to convince the scientists of is because he's like, no, they're robots. They're just like husks of a human shell. And he, the doctor says like, no, you, you think that they're not, they're a life form. Like they're, and then we get to see some scenes of when the Daleks are, are reproducing themselves where we yeah. get to see that little uh, squiggly, gooey, yeah. squiggly thing inside, which I would seen in Dalek. Is this, have, do we regularly see that? Is this like one of the few times we ever see this? No, this is, this is a few times, one of the earliest. And uh, um, uh, even um, you can find they actually, it's one of the few clips of the episode that remains instead of the original, um, the non-animated version. They had a few clips that the, the Dalek production line sequence is very famous. Uh, it's like, oh, uh, you know. It looked actually, very cool in the animation. Yeah. I don't <clears> yeah. know how um, it I think they, I mean, they, they did it with them. Um, uh, toys they bought they just went to the store and bought a whole bunch of Dalek toys and used them <laughs> like the models <laughs> but, uh, yeah um, but yeah so it is a rare sort of seeing the Dalek monster wandering around. yeah so um they they don't believe them that they're being reproduced ultimately it is um it you know it becomes pretty clear <laughs> um, and well, I do, I do uh, like I like the um uh, I think it's quite clever. The sort of they make sure never to be seen in groups of of more than three, uh, and they keep drive and keep wandering around and be like, wait, they were two. They're, they're like doing the uh, you know the scene from Clue where they're adding up the bullets. They're like one plus one plus two plus one plus two. <laughs> wait, I saw two there. There's another one here. Wait, there's more. And yeah, I think that's quite. I think it's quite a cool little bit there. So similarly, the scientist, I mean, for a different reason, but he loses it once he realized like, no, everything they're saying is true and you're crazy Yeah, um, for yeah. not believing it. Total he, he loses it. Um, the, the, the rebel leaders do uh, stage their coup d'etat and um, then the, the leader uses a Dalek to, to kill some of the rebels. But ultimately, the Daleks are, are of course, um, you know, they're in it for themselves and they just start killing people. Um, the doctor destroys them by, I guess they had like the power source in there in the assembly line. Mm -hmm. And he, I don't know. He just kind of turns that. I didn't quite understand how he turned. By the way, the, the, the Daleks beam where they do the little video effect where people's turn. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they reverse negative. the negative on the film and then mm -hmm. they, you see their skeleton. Um, the doctor can just duck. He just kind of ducks and then he's fine because <laughs> like he's in that effect sometimes. But he just like ah, he just dodges he's and then very sprightly. He's, he's smaller. Fine. He's smaller now. But yeah, he, he can move. I don't know. He turns. I didn't quite understand how he killed them. Um, and he then surges the power because remember they linked all the corridors. They did, because so uh, remember the original. Well, you haven't seen the original. Ah, the original Dalek no, was powered by static for... electricity, uh, and they powered through the floor. That's why they're laying the cable. Uh, and um, so, uh, in order to, and so he just like, I think it's a surge along the cable or something. Oh, uh, okay. So, and then there's this cool <clears> ending <throat> and then uh, the, the people on the colony are, I don't know, there's some, their, their internal, internal drama is completely uninteresting to me. Um, <clears throat> so whatever, there's a coup and then some people come back and then some people win. But I think the better ending is that, um, we see the, one of the like dead Daleks <clears throat> and then we see the, yeah, the little eye stock. Yeah. Um, right mm -hmm. as the, the TARDIS mm -hmm. leaves. So that was Creepy. nice. Little... So this was the second Dalek story ever or just. No, the... no, no. This was. Um, uh, there have been many. Uh, well, so so Dalek Invasion of Earth was the second one ever, um, uh, which we've already watched. Uh, no, there were several. The Dalek Invasion Hartle. of Earth 2010. Uh, but this was. Um, yeah, this was written by David Whitaker, uh, who was one of the original writers and script editors on Doctor Who. Uh, and we have already encountered something he 
did, but I can't remember now what. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, oh, he wrote a part. He wrote the Edge of Destruction. So try not to oh, okay. keep that in your head. Uh, he also wrote uh, Evil of the Daleks. That's right. So we've seen, and that comes after this. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, you know, so obviously, so uh, they regenerated the Doctor, um, and they were like, well, this could be bad. We we've now fired basically and rehired the main actor of our show uh with really no setup or explanation we just did it um and so we better bring the daleks which are at least the most popular you know it'd be like uh the analogy very common one remember when they regenerated carl winslow on family matters and then they had brought urkel back as like you know it's like the big you know star the star maker uh so uh, i'm kidding (laughs) there's only one carl winslow people uh but yeah you bring up whatever your big success agent is for the show um and yeah and um what i think is is somewhat remarkable about this episode is um uh they do not, they go out of their way to make Patrick Shouten unlikable almost, right? He's very evasive at the beginning and, you know, Ben and Polly are just being like, well, who are you? Are you the doctor or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. I might be the doctor. And he plays the the recorder and they're just kind of like, he's very. He's so different than yeah. uh, William Hartnell. I mean, you know. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. He goes very different, uh, which again, he's enigmatic. Very... He's similarly enigmatic. Yeah. Um, and And things like that and sort of opaque and, and and things like that but he's totally different yeah and i'm almost being like intentionally like go ahead don't like me go ahead don't like me i don't, I don't care um which is really interesting you know again I, they could have I, I would love to know more about sort of the production meetings and the talking with the characters and stuff like that but they were like yeah i mean you know why someone uh, you would you could imagine if this were a modern show someone from network would be like hey the show is popular it should be you know let's just have another old man who's kind of like william hartnell and we'll just see if we can make it work right like i mean this this had to right. be you know, you don't know if BBC just didn't care about the show or if they just don't work that way or they just, you know, that even the BBC bosses were watching it as it came out. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, they're like, clearly no one was like, no, 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 you have to. And so they did. They went completely opposite direction. It's really interesting how they decide to do that. Um, but it just sets up everything else. It's yeah, like, oh, right. I mean, well, it makes then, it perfect that you can carry on. Because it, it's not different. necessarily saying, oh, the doctor must be like Patrick Troughton. It's more just saying like, well, whatever things were similar about these two, those things should be similar and everything else up yeah. for grabs. But at the core, yeah, at the core, you know, it's still the same character, just completely different behavior and stuff. Um, you have Ben and Polly again, uh, who are um, uh, uh, pretty uh, solid. Oh, they Even they were only, I think, three episodes in or four episodes in. So they're pretty new um, as characters, too. So the show really was completely revamped, um, basically. Uh, well, part of what they said with their reaction to him being regenerated was, so w- what happens to us now? Are they, is he still yeah. taking us back? Like, what's yeah. going on? You know, like, <laughs> what's our <laughs> deal? Um, I mean, he's just going to kill you now and eat you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And um, uh, I do. Uh, it's a very dark episode. I, I think actually <laughs> the part I like about it the most is that um, they uh, um it's basically five episodes, and you're right. It could probably be trimmed one or two. Uh, I loved it, by the way. Yeah. You notice how you notice how Ben and Polly both had vacations throughout. Like, uh, like she disappears for like an episode or two, and then they find her, and then he disappears for them. They had their vacation, um, but uh, uh, they um, uh, uh, what was it? I love mention. Oh yeah, uh, it's uh, so they have all these basically five episodes of of you know, all these human machinations, right? And there's this 
coups and plots and conspirators and, and uh, you know, Bregan, the, the guy is actually on both sides of the conspiracy. Uh, he's running, running both the plotters, but also is the, is the, uh, the deputy governor or whatever it is. Uh, so all this stuff going back and forth. Um, and the Daleks are just kind of plugging away behind the scenes. And then at the end, none of it matters, right? They're all just like, no, nah, we're just no. going to kill everybody. In the end, it's just <laughs> that really dark, like, f- slow pan across, like, all the dead bodies. And it's like, yep, we just killed everybody. <laughs> it's, like, <"Wow."> yeah. <laughs> it's a very dark episode. Um, uh, again, uh, r- hits our theme again of, uh, which we talked about in an earlier episode uh, of this show, uh, about um, scientists being like, yeah, you know, Doctor Who has a weird message. Like, scientists are great, and sci-fi generally. Scientists are great, but uh, they'll also kill you. Uh, so obsessed with whatever discovery or whatever that they will, they are not responsible, and they won't be responsible. <laughs> they'll just kill you. Like, right, you right. They, they lack a moral compass yeah. or like moral guardrails to keep them. You yeah, know. and they don't listen. Uh, no, um, I do like. Uh, I, I read uh, one article talking about this episode that makes a really good point, which is. Um, uh, Ben and Polly, uh, have never met the Daleks before this episode. Um, okay. but they talk about them at the beginning. Uh, they said, Oh, the doctor mentioned, uh, the Daleks. And I think the reviewer was like, I like the idea that the doctor's just constantly like talking about the Daleks. <laughs> I mean, he's constantly <laughs> on about them. But I believe it. Watch he out for the a- Daleks. He is obsessed with the dog. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, same kind of thing again. It, it, it's you see, he gets he gets here like Matt Smith and in Victory. He gets he's sort of unhinged. Like, oh, you know, we've got to, I've got to yell at them, and we've got to, and he loses credibility. Right? Like, he could probably be more effective at what he's doing if he was slightly more uh, <laughs> credible than screaming hysterically that they're going to kill everyone. <laughs> like, I mean, um, right? He could say quite clearly. Here are my interactions with them. Here are things that they have done that I know about that I can tell you about. Instead, he's just like, they're just terrible. Just trust me. Like yeah. he's just screaming. This is uh we'll see it. Uh um I'm not sure when we watch it, but it's it's one of the great moments, Doctor Who. It's in a fifth Doctor story called Snake Dance. Um, and uh there's this creature called Lamara that's going to return uh if they do this this huge ceremony, this planet-wide ceremony to celebrate the anniversary of a thing, and they have all these celebrations and these giant uh, this giant ceremony that all the leaders of the planet and stuff like that and the doctor's like no if he's just the doctor's just some random person of course who comes in he meets the guy who's organizing and it's like it's like if you hold this the whatever ceremony then blah 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 it'll be a total catastrophe for everyone uh and the guy just goes oh of course we'll cancel the whole thing what <laughs> and the doctor's like he's like oh yes we'll cancel the whole thing they're like now if you please excuse me and it's like it's a great moment of like oh yeah i mean we trust the doctor but he's a nutter he's completely nuts and he just you know, blazes in. It's like, ah, everyone's going to die. It's like, yeah, you know, so it's like, it's, it's, it is why uh, I am giving Q a little bit more time. I feel like, you know, what is he the doctor of our time? Is this Q Anon? Q from Q Anon? Is his last name Anon or is he? I don't is know. Is he Q from the Q continuum in Star Trek? I, it's That's very what I, when, I, when you were saying that, I thought you were talking about the <laughs> Star Trek character. No, isn't Q the person who sends messages to? To the Q and non faithful, uh, I think Q is just the friends you make along the way. When you, um, you know, when Q while was, you're Q was inside us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> when there were two sets of footprints, there's a conspiracy <laughs> about why one went away. I am a robot. I, I I I am a robot. I like themes. I am a robot. I am mean. I am a robot. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a little theme music in honor of... Would a robot uh, slant rhyme themes and mean? I don't think so. (laughs) No, no, that's good. That's a solid one. That's um, Look, a robot said it. A robot built to rhyme wouldn't not... That's a valid rhyme. I mean, it obviously passed some sort of mechanical threshold. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We are adherents of the repeating themes here on No Not The Mind Probes. We'd like to talk about some of the things that stretch throughout Doctor Who and dare I say it, all of culture and mm, mankind yeah. and yeah. time. And this one is space. a universally applicable theme today. Yeah, what are we going to talk about today? Daleks. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, interesting. Um, so so are the, do you like the Daleks um, uh, more in these stories? Are they more interesting? So there are two ways to play the Daleks, right? There's sort of extermination machines uh, um, and, you know, there's giant armies of them sweeping around and they just kill everybody in sight. And, you know, it's sort of um, just merciless soldiers. Like uh, we say in Genesis of the Daleks or Dalek invasion of earth, things like that. Um, <clears throat> or there's these devious Daleks, right? There's, there's this victory power of the Daleks thing. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. You sort of say, Oh, well, I guess, I guess devious sneaky Daleks are more interesting, but at the same time, they're not interesting to watch, right? We don't, we would not want to watch, you know, 20, we wouldn't want to watch Downton Abbey uh, dialogue scenes, but with Dalek delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you, don't, you can't have a lot of dialogue with them. They can't, you can't have lengthy scenes of four or five Daleks chatting together um, about stuff, right? So that's not, so yeah, it's, it's how are, are they effectively, are they more effective as sort of these sneaky things, which is interesting too, because it's like, <clears throat> can they be that sneaky? There are, there are robots with evil sounding voices uh, and they have guns attached to them. <laughs> they pointed people. I mean, I don't know how much <clears throat> there's not a lot of, you're not going to be a sneaky Dalek very well. Um, so I know yeah. this is, let's talk. I mean, we, we've seen a bunch of Dalek so, stories now, which is the more effective Dalek to you. I, I That's interesting to put it that way. I <laughs> definitely would favor the sneaky Daleks. I liked this set of stories because uh, well, to your point, like, how can they be sneaky? And I thought this was a really effective way of saying, like, they create a robot that they place as a human who then thinks they create themselves. Like, that's pretty cool. And uh, during a time of war. So basically, they're having, uh, you know, in this case, the humans, but whoever it would be, they're having them. They're doing everything. They're setting it all up They're You know, the Daleks aren't having to to do any of it. They're mm-hmm. they're, yeah. you know, they're letting it be done for them. So. I thought that was pretty interesting. The Dalek stories I haven't, I don't find like, I still don't really love the Daleks. I don't really like the stories that much um, because they're not particularly menacing to me physically in like mm. the battle sequences with a couple of exceptions. There was one or two where the Dalek would just, I, I can't remember which uh, story it was, but I have a memory of Dalek just kind of going down a hallway, and it was just like unstopped. There's just nothing you could do to stop this one Dalek. That yeah. was more effective to me. The first Dalek, I think it was the Dalek, the raw, the Dalek story with Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, they just killed it. That was more yeah. effective to me than like um, certainly the CGI hordes of Daleks. Um, I actually liked this uh, watching them start to mass produce themselves behind the scenes. This sort of like growing terror that like you mm-hmm. can see it coming, but. Um, because the actual battle of it to me is actually kind of boring. Like they just have this one gun, this plunger that I don't even know what it, it's really going to do for anybody hold except stuff. to tuck their face in that one yeah. time. Hold, tuck hold face stuff, in and yeah, hold um, help take a plate glass window off. Yeah, you right. Actually yeah, probably right. remove an iPhone screen if you had a cracked screen. Scale the scale outside of a building next to Tom Cruise. You know. So like 
when mm-hmm. the whole thing hinges on them being physic- physically imposing, I don't mm. think as well. So I like actually when it's sneaky and it's more of the um, this terror of of they've had this huge plan that's going to engulf everyone. To me, that's that's more effective. So, and then I liked they're the best thing about they're not physically imposing people, but their voice is so scary. Yeah. So when I don't want them talking a lot, to your point, but when they just say certain things like the "I'm your servant," like it is just very creepy and like it, it feels like a horror movie of like, oh my god, like how are they believing this? That sounds so terrifying. Like clearly they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna turn. So I thought these two were pretty effective stories. Like you said, the the uh, the power of the Daleks. I'm sorry the um the first one the uh the, uh, the victory victory of the daleks mm-hmm. um the whole thing kind of went by real quick but i thought in in theory i liked that it was set during world war ii so i liked using this plot device but setting it where i thought that that could, it could have been a really really good it could have been my favorite it might be my favorite episode of the daleks i'm not sure but that that could have definitely been because if they had <laughs> kind of yeah, maybe you're right. Like maybe it'd have been two episodes. So yeah, I like. Yeah, it's dollar. almost like you needed. Um, the, the problem is is that um, uh, they can't fool a doctor, right? I mean, it's a sneaky Daleks. It's not like they can't put on like a mustache and then he'll be like, hmm, <laughs> it "Looks familiar, but all right." Like they they can't fool him. Uh, so as soon as he shows up, he knows it's the bad guys. So yeah, to 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 string out victory of the Daleks would have been really interesting to figure out. Like, well, how do they, you know, how do they get into, you know, worm their way into the government and you know and all that? That's like a whole episode that wouldn't have had Matt Smith in it, um, which you know, not the best thing to do when you're in your first three episodes with a new actor uh, is to sideline him entirely. So yeah, um, <clears throat> um, so it's hard for them to be sneaky on the show. But we do like them sneaky. Um, I think another uh, thing you put up with the voice, uh, when they say something incongruous is always interesting, right? It is that scary grating voice. It's like, would you like some tea? I am your yeah, servant. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. That That is is both funny and scary at the same time. And it's like, um, and then, <clears throat> yeah, another thing you're, uh, uh, it's, it's like, <clears throat> you know they're going to kill everybody at some point. Um, it's like me at a dinner party. You know, <laughs> everybody's going to die at some point, but it's waiting for that to happen. That's the exciting part. Like what, what, how long will this go before I start killing everybody? Um, well, and so here by the way, my, so I think my favorite one that we've watched so far, and, and I actually haven't watched that many of the Dalek episodes. Um, but my favorite one, I think, is Death. I don't know if my rankings actually hold this up. Hmm. <laughs> Nobody check Death- this. Nobody check. Everyone just agree not to check this. <laughs> I think Death to the Daleks is my favorite. And that was not not sneaky, but it is they're threatening in the way that like you're inside their thing. They're just running this planet and they're uh, the doctor and companions are in there trying to escape. But a lot of the scenes are just the Daleks running their shell, like running their thing. And mm-hmm. similarly, there's always this threat of like they're keeping these people around because it's worth them. They're, they could just kill them at any moment. Right. Uh, and so I liked that. Like I, I thought that one worked, but again, I think this one, the, the, the power of the Daleks would have been among my favorite or either of these could have been power of the Daleks. If it had been shorter and yeah. victory of the Daleks, if it had been longer, it uh, could have been among, uh, it could have been above that, but I really enjoyed death of the Daleks, which I, you said isn't even that like, 
Oh, it depends. Famous a lot of people. I mean, uh, it's, it's, I mean, why I picked it because it was the first one we watched, right? It was Third Doctor and Sarah. Uh, it was the first Dalek story we watched, um, and uh, and I picked it because it is sort of it is sort of the most typical. There's <laughs> no other way to describe. It's just like the most sort of white bread. Uh, bog standard Dalek story, um, and they they're in it a lot, and they wander around doing Dalek stuff, and they exterminate people, and then they get blown up. What is Genesis of the Daleks your favorite? Yeah, that's Genesis. The one is the is is I believe it's my number one at the moment. Yes, uh, Genesis of the Daleks is the one with uh, Davros, the first, and it, it, exactly, uh, you know, Davros is almost a necessary element of like you know gets around that dialogue thing or that part like you need because the Daleks also and then the series wavers on this a bit but because the Daleks are supposed to be sort of logical and unemotional and blah 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 again that makes them less interesting to watch um and you know the dialogue is a little bit obviously difficult but then you bring in Davros who can be an emotional character and who can you know add anger or you know insanity (laughs) stuff to the role um and so it becomes much more interesting um, um, but again, Davros is hard to be sneaky too, because he's pretty clearly insane and terrible. Uh, and you know, it's not like, you know, look, I don't mean to be discriminatory or anything, but you know, this withered, this withered husk in a wheelchair isn't going to be a romantic lead or anything, <laughs> <laughs> like seduce a companion or something like that. By the way, I, I did, uh, avail myself of the rankings and Death of the Daleks is like, it's ranked 55 out of 80 so uh the one i completely forgot about though it's a similar theme of why i like it is um i have the dalek invasion of earth yeah not not 2010 ad but just the dalek invasion of earth i have that very high but for a similar reason i don't need to see them destroy the earth i like seeing them already there they've Mm. destroyed everything and they're running things like and in charge and you're trying to kind of like outwit them that's what i like yeah powerful and you're you're sort of the resistance uh uh, to them yeah and that make that makes sense um because yeah i mean as you're right it is it's interesting right so so we'll get to day of the daleks at some point which is a great third doctor story where um they are supposed to be a large invasion force um that's coming to planet earth but they only had three dalek props uh uh, it's, so it's very clear that there are only three Daleks, <laughs> um, which are, uh, you know, coming across a field and they try to shoot it cleverly to, to build out the numbers, which are like, nope, there's only three. Um, <laughs> and so fans are like, ah, you know, uh, when when will the day come? Uh, uh, you know, I used to lie in bed at night and say, when will the day come? Uh, when the Daleks <laughs> will come in mass, um, and um, you know, and, and then the new series obviously with CGI brings us these giant armies of Daleks, and yeah. uh, you're right. I mean, it's cool. It's like okay, yeah. It, it, it's like oh, it's exciting as a fan to be like oh, thank goodness, there's more than three now. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like it's not that interesting. Now you ranked um, while we're on the subject of Daleks, uh, you ranked Daleks in Manhattan Evolution of the Daleks very low like you yeah. have it very low on our list and i have it like not not really high but i have it like kind of in the middle i i remember liking that like why is that such a bad episode for you and as i remember in the new Sneaky series Daleks. the regular dalek just dalek you liked like uh the the, the first one of the new series yeah um, yeah well so break that down like because um well actually radio dark is is sort of the best is 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 uh, blows all of our, our arguments apart here, right? I mean, it's the Dalek as powerful and, and shooting everything and being indestructible and blah, 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 but it's only one of them. Um, right. So that one makes it, uh, you know, that makes it, um, 
it's neither thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, as you say, Dolly's Take Manhattan uh, or whatever it is. Uh, that one, is, that's the Muppets Take Manhattan. The Dolly's <laughs> in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. um, that one, uh, I think, I think I didn't, I don't collect. I think it was the, the sort of visual effects, the costuming and things that the, oh, the, okay. the pig people and the, they just didn't quite hang together as a story for me. It didn't, didn't quite click for me. Um, but you're right. And, and Dalek, uh, uh, I'll tell you, there's a great one. Uh, so Dalek, uh, the, the Rich Reckleson story, is based on a big Finnish story called Jubilee. Uh, it's by the same author, Rob Sherman. Mm. Um, and he's basically commissioned. He's like, do the do Jubilee thing again, but for the new years. Uh, and in that one, it's a lone Dalek prisoner, similar to the beginning of the Dalek. But then uh, that one, the Dalek is manipulates people sort of psychologically through the whole thing. And there's never sort of a big invasion moment. Um, that's all just uh, uh, manipulating. Uh, through people. And that's very clever and very scary. So it's like, okay, so yeah, they, they can work. And there's actually a ton of, Dial. Obviously, in their audio productions, the visual Daleks are not not as useful. Um, <laughs> well, John, what's what's your final take? Daleks, yes or no? I'm I'm in. I'm still. You know what? We give them another few stories at least. They've only had like a couple dozen. All right, we're in the ranking part of the show. Yeah. John, how are you doing so far? Good. Are you okay? Good. We're making it. I'm in. I'm making it. I'd like to check in at this point to see if we want to call the podcast. We're like, should we should we even do this? This <laughs> is episode we? fifty. I mean, this is this yeah. is exciting. We are ranking that means we're ranking our hundredth episode. We have yeah. now watched a hundred Doctor Who stories. And there are oh, and I you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna update this. The as of last time I wrote this, there are two hundred and ninety-seven official Doctor Who television stories. I have to check on that because a few have come out. But um we've ranked to your point, we've ranked ninety-eight. So we're yeah. gonna rank 99 and 100 so wow. let me get people. started are people excited uh, are uh, uh, listeners are you excited wait let's see if, uh, hold on let's text. just see if anybody <laughs> <laughs> uh well uh they i bet they are i mean yeah, in their own I, way they're, in, they're, they're in. celebrating privately at home <laughs> amongst, um, amongst friends and families I uh, I don't know. I found it difficult to rank these because of like mm. what I said. I felt like I enjoyed these stories, but they they were flawed in some sort of structure. So I wasn't sure where to put them. As we always said, it's easier when the stories are very clearly good or bad, and then you could just stick them uh, right where you want. But th- this was in the middle for me. But then it ended up kept creeping higher and higher. So what I did is I actually put Victory of the Daleks at number twenty four. Um, oh. uh, uh, just <coughs> under the Centauran Stratagem, Poison Sky, just above the Macro Terror, <laughs> and then uh, Power <laughs> of the Daleks. I, uh, I I actually looked right around Macro Terror because it was also an animated mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and um, I think I enjoyed that a little bit more than mm. this one. Mm. I do really enjoy the animated episodes. I think they. I can't um, ask. I, we didn't really yeah. talk about it. But did you like? Did you think the animation was pretty decent here? I mean, yeah, I, I like the animation, and it 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 works very well with. Similar to the macro, the macros themselves, like the monsters look good in the animation because yeah. I think they do 3D modeling of them. Yeah. And so that's the great thing about Daleks or the easy thing. I think when you're doing computers, obviously, is that Daleks are very, you know, metallic manufactured. Yeah, and so you can it's really them. funny to think about this. I, I, I imagine that some of the very first 3D renderings must have been of Daleks because they're so easily modeled. Like yeah. they're they're just yeah. I think basic people, shapes. People did them on YouTube and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I, I don't. So uh, this is the BBC doing these animations, and and so there are some uh, 
there's a sequence in the Macro Terra where they cut it out because like it'd just be too much to animate. And it's just like the doctor gets his clothes rumpled up in a machine or something like that. And they're like, no, we only have so many <laughs> sets of doctor stuff and we can't do this. And it's like, so, um, uh, you know, so yeah, they, that's why I think all these Dalek ones are getting done because like, oh, we can do these. <laughs> So I put the power of the Daleks. Uh, I I did put it below the Microterra, but it's in my top kind of third here. Um, it's just below Planet of the Dead and just above the Beast Below. Um, still in Earth Journey's End, so it's it's in there with some ones I really like. Um, I, I I I was surprised, but I just I enjoyed a lot of things about the episode, um, and so I I ended up putting it above um, some other things that I. I don't know. It surprised me how high I ranked them in the end. <laughs> and I guess uh, these are now. So let's see. I have the the highest ranked Dalek episode is Dalek Invasion of Earth, as I said. Then I have Genesis <laughs> of the Daleks. Good. And then I have these. Both okay. Those are my. So they're they're in they're right. the top yeah. of my Dalek yeah. episode. Close to correct. Um, yeah, so I've got, uh, I've got victory that I'm a little lower on. Um, uh, again, I, I wanted more. It was. I think as I was trying to figure out how to rank it, I was like, all right, it's got, um, it's got the one sort of, it's got like one cool gimmick moment, right? It's got the, oh, he's, he's the, creating the new Daleks or whatever. Um, and, uh, I guess that's sort of exciting. Uh, and Matt Smith kind of encountering for the first time, but then it was much else to it. So it ended up going around utopia for me, which is the same kind of thing, right? Utopia is an eh story that has sort of that one moment of like, it's the master, which would be great if that's if they introduced him like he was on the Muppets. It's the master. Oh. You're like, hey. All right, that's terrible. But anyway, they didn't. Uh, we'll go back and talk. Anyway, um, yeah. So Victory of the Docks, I got it number fifty three. Um, so middling. Um, um, nothing, nothing wrong with it. But uh, um, I guess there's just not that much complexity or nuance to it that you wouldn't really go back to it much. Uh, um, so yeah, a fine story. Uh, and, and a good outing for Matt Smith. Um, and then Power of the Docks, I have a little bit higher. Power of the Docks again. Uh, um, uh, benefits i think for me from um a i read it first so the first time so so um i didn't mention this thing but pilot of the Docs is, was only ever broadcast once on the bbc um and then uh it was never repeated uh and then you know they junked the episodes uh later so um nothing nothing is left there's no uh there's little, there are a few clips but no no even not even a single episode um and you know it's not clear where it is uh but the fact that it wasn't repeated means that you know there are fewer copies of it so it may truly be lost forever um, so I read it first, uh, and it was also oddly, um, novelized very late. Like they'd finished all the other Doctor Who stories and then the Power of the Daleks and Evil of the Daleks, I think because the rights issues, they weren't novelized. Um, so it came out like when I was in high school. So basically the first time I read it was, I read it in high school, heard, knew the story, but read it in high school, uh, and then got the audio later. So anyway, I encountered it all. Um, and it's, I think it's stuck in my brain is like somewhat, especially with the, the book was very like even more sort of slow burn psychological, the Daleks growing in power, right? The, the, the mixed metaphor, right? It's about them becoming more powerful, but also they want power. It's all there. It's all, it's, it's basically, um, it's basically Joyce's Ulysses. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, so no, I, for whatever reason, I, I think when I watch it now and the enemy thing or whatever, all, that kind of and i remember the audio um thing being very good uh the the, the soundtrack with the narration is very good so so yeah i've got it at number 24 uh, just below the arc in space about that world the party of the ways um because i do i it is it is a it is a, i love Troughton. uh it's a great debut for him uh it's just, and i like the i do like that slow build of the dollar i think there's a good payoff at the end um and i do kind of i kind of love the boldness of like you know all that plot you were just listening to for the last five episodes 
they're all dead. Everybody's dead now. <laughs> That's how powerful these things are, is that all this other stuff, all the things that the humans were running around and be like, this is so important, this is so important, um, were completely meaningless uh, in the face of these things. I thought that was a cool little ending. So, yeah, number 24. Well, what it ends up working out in our old uh, combo <laughs> rankings, uh, it's just short of the top 20. It's mm. 21. Mm, it is one. our highest second doctor story. Really, oh, it's oh, higher oh. than Tomb of the Cybermen, then Tomb of the Cybermen, then Men, then Macro Terror, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the War Games. Uh, Victory of the Daleks clocks in at thirty-six with our combined ranking. It's tied with Earthshock and the Ambassadors of Death. And on you, just to remind people of our um, of our top ten here, we mm-hmm. have the Eleventh Hour, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Inferno, mm-hmm. Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead. And robot tied for three. Yeah. I thought for the me, ad- I was going through that. I was like, Silence of the Lambs. It's like, wow, that, ooh, that, that gets <laughs> on every it on. list. It's just so compelling. <laughs> it's that it's so not good. really about Doctor Who, but it goes on the list. Um, the Aztecs and Blink tied for number five. Mm-hmm. Genesis of the Daleks and the Runaway Bride tied for number seven. Tooth and Claw. That was number our number one for a while. Yeah. And then the Empty Child, the Doctor Dances, rounding out the top ten. And our bottom ten. Um, New Earth. Love and Monsters. Oh, man. Yeah, these are some rough ones. The Keys of Marinus is lower than I... That's really low. Mm-hmm. It's nope. not as bad as those other ones. Yeah, it? You sit, sit through it again and, and tell okay. me if you sit... <laughs> I just mean some of these other... Meglos, The Mind mm. Robber, Vengeance mm. on Varos, uh, Fear Her. Oh, God. I hated that. Um, <laughs> Time Lash, which is mm. your bottom. Yeah. We like the Herbert. Edge of Destruction. Yeah, and then my right. worst, which is also the worst of the list currently, is Time and the Run. Uh, mm. Man, those are some rough ones. Mm. I don't remember Keys of Mariners being... I just remember Keys of Mariners being kind of boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit slow. Um, I, I do... I, I like the Time of the Runnies because I do use that as a... So, so to watch the new series. And, and folks, uh, hopefully they won't bar me from the UK. Fortunately, no one listens to this, but if they... Um, uh, to watch the new Doctor Who's, I VPN into uh, our office as a UK server, uh, and then I can go on the BBC website and watch it on iPlay. Uh, and you have to technically sign up on the website, and you have to click a box that says "Yes, I pay my TV license" or something like that. Well, <laughs> well, probers gather close. Hmm. I don't no, pay yeah, a TV well, license. I don't imagine um, good, but I click the checkbox anyway. And what? when people and when I start talking about it, I was like, I justify it by saying, "Sure." That is money that wouldn't be going to the BBC. But I have bought Time and the Ronnie four <laughs> times <laughs> on VHS, on DVD, on DVD Blu-ray. I have bought it a lot, uh, and it's terrible. So the BBC gets a lot of my money, and they're gonna get. I'm gonna buy this new series, so I don't feel that guilty uh, about this. So there you go, Pro, oh boy. Pro, feels good to get off my chest. Wow, I, wow. say, I am. I am liberated. Uh... The authorities can reach John at John at MindProbe.show. <laughs> oh, I'd be excited if someone emailed. That'd be exciting. If, if you want me to turn John in, I'm Porter at MindProbe.show. At our 100th episode, I think it's a good time to check in again. How are our rankings doing in terms of like overall by doctor? So mm-hmm. um, overall right now, and obviously this is this is early, but Matt Smith Matt, Matt Smith coming in hot. He, he's mm-hmm. ranked our best doctor so far at this, at this moment. We've only watched like four episodes. But um, then Tenant... <laughs> Then uh, the third doctor, uh, uh, Pertwee, mm-hmm. then uh, looks like maybe the second doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, list. So interesting stuff here. And then Christopher Eccleston, then Tom Baker, mm-hmm. then 
um uh the fifth uh, the fifth doctor um I'm peter davison yeah. peter davison mm-hmm. then william hartnell and then we get into some rough rankings <laughs> <laughs> um then we get into mm-hmm. i guess 60. it would be the seventh doctor yeah. then the eighth yeah, then it the only sixth. gets one one shot at it support guy yeah, yeah. Um, well, he did okay. He beat out a few. Other yeah, doctors, yeah. He's doing so. all right. Number one, pretty bad story. A good doctor. Mm-hmm. The sixth doctor is really doing rough. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Vengeance and bars and time lash really dragged the poor man. Time down. lash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, he's a really nice man, and nice, and he's a great actor. And you know, I think of of the doctors, uh, all the doctors, probably most likely to listen to this podcast. Um, yeah. So that's I feel I feel like we should well. we should really apologize. <laughs> Well, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch all of them. You know, yep. we've only watched. Yep. We've yep. watched some of some of the rougher ones. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I, you guys, um, you know this. He's been listening to fifty episodes of this, but you know, for for those just tuning in, who mm. those who like to be like, you know what? I like to listen to a podcast after they got about fifty under their belts. Right now's the time now's to drop it. Good time to jump in, and yeah. you can go to mindprobe.show. You can see all the old episodes. You can see notes on those episodes. Our whole the ranking we just talked about is on there. You can sort it by if you wanted to see me or like my like newbie ranking of them versus John's, you know, distinguished uh, professorial ranking Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see how to subscribe to the podcast, which, of course, we'd love you to do and love you to go and rate the podcast. If you can leave a review, a five star review, Uh, we would appreciate all of that. And as we mentioned, you can contact us, John at mindprobe.show, Porter at mindprobe.show. And I'm also on Twitter. But you consistently me. don't contact us at those, and we appreciate you leaving us alone. I think it, yeah. respecting our privacy, we yeah. appreciate. But if you wanted to, exactly. you know, you can. we will. We would be happy to talk. Um, to you. A couple updates from Paul so on our fiftieth fiftieth episode. Yeah. Um, so Paul um, informs us uh, that first of all, a kissogram is a thing. Remember, we were, I remember in eleventh yeah. hour, uh, a kissogram is a thing. Uh, it's a totally a thing here in England for the slightly more prudish birthday bachelor parties. Um, so a kissogram apparently is not a, a code for stripper. It is a person who comes and just kisses, I guess. They just like dress kind of cute and they kiss you and then. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, and um, um, uh, Paul is, um, uh, I think. Um, I think he's almost a little, almost a little upset with us that we have re- turned okay. around on Matt Smith. I think he is he's reevaluating Matt Smith and uh, and and finding uh, a joy in Matt Smith that maybe he didn't didn't oh, see. Oh, he didn't initially. really enjoy Matt Smith as much. Uh, yeah, had some, had some issues with him, or maybe his stories, but uh, uh, says that he's he's reevaluating. So, um, changing minds, changing hearts and minds, winning hearts oh, and minds yeah. here. Come on, um, on on uh, on. T- uh, which is uh, which is what we're here for. We we wanted to um, to upend your core beliefs uh, and make you reject them and uh, and find new new hope. Oh, we should also mention other things that we we do. John uh, is like a privacy nerd and writes yeah. a bunch of books on that. So go check that out. Um, yeah. But I can't possibly think you're going to be interested in it. But I mean, you, you can. No. I mean, you could no. be. I don't know. Uh, uh, um, I make delightful cartoons. Yeah, that are rabbit, loved, there's a rabbit that he's loved by all. Yeah. There's a rabbit. There's a squirrel. You can go to RooneyComics.com and you can uh, check those out and, and you could su- subscribe and do mm-hmm. all that stuff. Support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Porter Mason. So I want to get that out of the way. And with that, John, what do we have in store 
for next episode. Well, next episode, uh, we continue on in the Matt Smith, uh, Karen Gillian uh, series. Gillian's um, Island. Gillian's Island. Um, uh, she is actually stranded on. No, uh, with uh, but we also the return of River Song. Alex Kingston uh, comes back to uh, to Doctor Who. Uh, it's a two parter: the Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone, uh, which involves a big old spaceship crash. Uh, and so in my in the tortured spiral staircase mind of mine, I connected it to a fourth doctor. We haven't had that. We haven't had a good fourth doctor story in a while. Um, crash spaceship sir, uh, story uh, with a fourth doctor and the second Romana in uh, full circle. Uh, so crash spaceships coming up, coming up, coming at you hot. Well, spaceships are something that we have in the future. Ooh. And I say, here's, here's to-, to the future, John. Here's to the lovely uh, future. Hoping all, all the probers have a safe and happy holidays. Uh, yeah. Which you should be listening to this. Holidays are coming up hot and fast. <laughs> Everything's coming up hot and fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and also big and spicy Texas style <laughs> um, What is your favorite? What is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? Yeah. Well, I love it. obviously Arbor Day is a sucker for Arbor Day. Sure, no. sure. Um, yeah. You wear your big tree headdress. Yeah, big tree. Um, uh, oh, that's a question. I think I, I think I end up liking Thanksgiving because you know, it's the one you have to do the least on. Yeah, uh, you know, Christmas is a lot of work. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving you just eat, uh, and then you get Friday off. And I don't do any of that Black Friday uh, stuff. And by that, I mean uh, Black um, I like. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Right. I'm around the mark. Um, I've, I've, I've met some. I like the any of them were. Everything is truly shut down. Like no, like mm. no one's really doing anything because so COVID was like a big old holiday for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, holiday doing Zoom things and whatever they still are. You want the world to stop? I really, yeah, I, I really do. I like when because then I feel like you can truly just kind of be in the moment in that holiday and like there's nothing else going on. There's no need to look, like no one's doing anything. There's no need to like check out anything else. Yeah. So. True. Which I, I put into that like New Year's, uh, the night of New Year's, the day of July 4th, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I feel like America does really stop. And I think the world appreciates when America stops. Yeah. For a and on that happy American note, <laughs> mindprobe.show.